Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between, welcome back to the Drawing Board episode 10. And uh, what an episode 10 it is. We have a very special episode and a very special guest lined up for you guys today. Um, I won't uh, wait too much longer. We have the man, the legend himself, Mr. Mahir Ahmed. Okay. Mahir Ahmed, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> well, I am, uh, uh, well, I can see that I am your teacher. So I I, th- I thought right. that Westwood and I'm just about finishing my uh, finishing my time. The plan is to, to retire next year. Oh, so I'm I'm in Westwood for next year. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. So are you still teaching work. next year? Are you are you still teaching next year? I, I'm teaching. Yes. You saying you're gonna retire next year? Oh, okay, we we. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> we we were gonna ask that. We made some solid steps, like we bought the house in Calgary. And, oh wow! Uh, and okay. uh, uh, and we 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 uh, contacted the real estate here to sell this house here in Fort McMurray. So uh, I guess you guys, you might not understand that is once you are uh, over sixty. You could say I'm retired before sixty. That's fine, but after sixty, I guess it's it feels deep, and that you you need to go. That's it. Now, I cannot tell the difference between the teachers and the students because the new teachers, the new graduates, they are so young and they... <laughs> so some of them, when you talk about you guys, or you, I graduated, so I was in high school in 2010. I said, wow, 2010. <laughs> so you could have been my... <laughs> And, and the energy too so so that's that's the plan uh, it might extend to one more year because the market is hot tough the economy is not a good economy that but the plan is that that's it uh, i'm not like usual i mean even with you guys i wasn't giving my full uh, potential before i used more now imagine after covid and after you guys it's also, the generation right. changes. Like you guys, the students now are different. We have COVID students, uh, students who are coming from mentality of COVID. It is it's hard to teach. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we have. A what is the main shift you notice? Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, we can just jump into that. What is the main like shift? Yeah. I guess you notice, but in the students, like pre-COVID and post-COVID, you're saying that there's like COVID students. Like, what is the main thing that you're noticing? Now, because COVID time, uh, we we were mostly instructed uh, to to uh, to not to give students hard cut to avoid stress and 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 something mentally could affect them. So, uh, testing we could rewrite. So we could uh, we could uh, even not test. Uh, we could excuse a lot. Uh, so it. So, the, but that that means in the other end, the students were not really st- studying as good, and they are used to get away from for, for things. Now they they still continuing this mentality, and I'm guessing it's going to take at least uh, at least four years. Wow! Uh, to to students go back to their normal uh, expectation, like okay, you have a test, you study for the test and come and write a test and, and how much you study is this, how much here is your mark. Yeah. So now, now so... they, now they don't study and they will high mark. <laughs> so that's it. So both me and Muhammad, uh, we were, uh, 
I guess we were also COVID batch. Like we had we had COVID at the best time actually because um, it was like late grade eleven and grade twelve, which is when our marks like mattered, and so like we basically got like massive grade inflation because of COVID. Um, but then we like jumped into the deep end with university, where like there was like there is no like um, there's no retests or things like that, and it's like you get what you get and you don't get upset. So it's pretty interesting, but. Um, like, do you think, do you think you guys managed it properly? Like, do you think you do wish you could go back and treat COVID differently in school? Uh, a, a good question, because as a teacher who, who looks for high marks and looks for academic achievement and looking for my students to be engineers and doctors and this, I would, I would say, yes, it should be done differently and we should have did it online like normal, like it should be classes, uh, testing, and I also suggested uh, 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 things like what you guys do in university, uh, the browser locks the browser and the testing, so minimizes the cheating, the copying, else to more, more strict to get the academics to the, a good level. However, that's being a teacher myself, but I think the way they managed it is also good because I can imagine the mental health and the mental problems and the emotional things that could destroy. So now between between which one you have to target, I think the government, uh, they looked at the, the stress side, the emotional side more, and I don't blame them. I want to blame them to, to put me in, a, in a, a, a consultant for this issue because my consultation will be no, tough, tough, tough. It's, it is not the best way. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, they did a good job. I guess even though I didn't like it, and I think the students were not advantaged going to university, not prepared well, uh, which might also cause them another stress because now in the university, I don't know. It is, it's not an easy answer to this question. Every, every solution has its drawbacks. Yeah, but I'll offer another perspective. Um, for me. Like during COVID times, like school was much easier after like during COVID, um, and it opened like a personal renaissance for me. Uh, and like because like we had the internet at this time, like it, we were free to explore any passions that we had, and anything that we might find enjoyable. And I think a lot of students found themselves during COVID. Like it was stressful, but like the the question here is really like, is everyone in your physics thirty AP class? supposed to be an academic and would the people who would have been academics just studied it anyways we also this is this is a teacher's talk we say it doesn't matter uh, the good kid is a good kid uh, i mean right. they will study anywhere uh, anyway they, they will catch up anyway they will they do the work because they are motivated and they will do it and the problem that the, the problem is the lower and the middle or the kids who totally depend on the teacher plan, like they want a teacher to teach, they want to, to understand from the teacher, they want to be close to the teacher. Those who couldn't get this, they might be suffering the most. But they, the, 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 the top few kids who are self-motivated, I think it doesn't matter because they can do the same thing with COVID or without COVID. So why can't you, um, I guess this is like, my personal like, opinion, but why can't you just give out hundreds to everyone um, and see, like, why can't you just give out really high marks to everyone with, like, high grade inflation and just, like, 
not be the blocker in their in their in their future um and then like if they eventually in university struggle like they can deal with it then but not getting into university at all is like a very like different problem right uh, my my interest in this topic is uh, different little bit mm. my interest in this topic is uh, 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 it's a kind of uh, immigrants approach to the non-immigrants approach and which is my my uh, my main point is we as me and you and Muhammad Ali we are we are raised in a different setting you maybe you guys here in Canada but still the the way we we deal with things is totally the approach is not right uh, that's what I'm interested in is 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 it COVID could be handled better if we have a better uh, way of looking at life in general. So, like, so would... like we, we value jobs and engineering and doctors that makes our kids stressed. So, but if you, if you, as you said, if if I say give my uh, the student a hundred and the parents they don't mind a hundred or a zero because they're they are not. That's not the criteria of their personality. That they could have some advantage, but for us, we are limited, or we have one way of looking at thing, and we have to find. It is it is the marks, and it is the success. And I look at your parents too. Like when your parents, they want you to go to university and succeed in engineering. Let's say they want me to teach you to go to university and and pass, and giving a student a hundred. I am I am programmed this way and programmed the way our culture is so if I still may give you a hundred I would say no because you go to university you're not going to make it the others might not think like this they would say I, I don't care what university they make it or not uh, I just want them to do their full potential so this right. the word full potential needs to be researched needs to be looked at what is full potential in our culture, or what's full potential in other cultures? I I have an so you, issue with this, like an issue with with uh, you guys going to be the next generation, and how you should be able to to find out better ways of judgment, better ways of choices. So would you say that early on having that extra level of academic stress is worth it for the academic resilience and the critical thinking that it develops by having difficult assessments, having difficult tests that you actually need to study for, and then and that, that trying to get that 100 motivates you, and then in turn down the line when you're an engineer or while you're in university, that helps you become reach your full potential, like you mentioned. Is that what your kind of well, philosophy I, is? I'm, I'm, my, my behavior towards teaching is... I have to be tough. I have to, to to force you to to study because this is to reduce your stress later on, hopefully, and to be yeah. to be better prepared. Uh, uh, because because what you're going to do in the university is going to cause you also another stress and another problems uh, related to you and your parents and your family. Uh, so my job is to try to not uh, to minimize it as much by choosing to be mark-oriented. Interesting. But the whole thing is like someone is taking aspirin for a big disease. There is a big problem. And I understand my solution is not the solution. It's just to solve a, a few years 
of of your life it is not really the 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 the, the solution for the whole situation hmm. so you wouldn't would you be in support if if westwood tomorrow decided to abolish grades as a system like either you can't you know you can't give out grades anymore would you be in support of that no no not at all okay look i will i will i will understand i will understand the the, the decision i would be i would be academically if I want to write a, a, a theoretical paper about Marx, I would right. su suggest that students have to be free to, to, to get to their potential and the mark might might be in their way. Uh, but I'm still, I'm going back to my point, uh, we are not there yet. You cannot impose this solution on a culture that uh -oh. is very, very foreign to them. I mean, they're not going to, you're not going to get the results that you're hoping. You need to go through a good amount of, of of generations change and to get to a point where the generation was not like I, I look, I know, I, I taught white kids and non white kids. White kids they don't care about the mark. The mark for them is not something make them or not not even their parents. When I receive their parents' emails and re and I talk with them. The mark, the mark is 70, 75, 80, 90 is not an issue, never been a talk. It is, uh, it is the issues of the, of the, of the, uh, their child uh, being uh, able to, can do this, can improve, uh, maneuvering in life. It's not the mark. Uh, for me, when I talk with our parents, uh, your type and my type, it is 90 or 91. Is it a mark? Is it 90? Why it is not 91? It's why why it is 90 and compare with other kids. Why yeah. this kid? I mean, this is, which is all not healthy. If you go now and say, I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to put no marks. It is good, but, but not in the right time. That requires you guys. That's what my point. You requires you guys to go through a, a change in, in mentality and that requires you your age mm. so the thing is like yeah i agree i agree that like it the culture behind like this like 90 or 91 is very detrimental but um it's not only like parents and culture right like 90 versus 91 uh is also very different to universities and so like i would say that the other side is that like you have to carry with the 90 or 91 if you want to basically continue the life plan that you had for yourself um but yeah yeah but but you know also uh, i know that is uh, in canada if you are if you are above 80 if you are you're above 80 you can get whatever you want like you can be a doctor an engineer you can be a scientist it is not you have to be 95, 99. It's also uh, true. Uh, uh, yeah. But there is there are some uh, ideas, uh, like I hear it, that is, I have to go to Waterloo. So that's one of the issues. You want to go to Waterloo, uh, I understand. But regardless of all other social issues, regardless of you are not working hard, you are not ambitious, uh, you are not uh, uh, conducting yourself academically uh, to the to the to the point to fit in Waterloo. So uh, then I want to go to Waterloo. Is a sentence is damaging. 
damaging by itself to be the only motivation I need to be in Waterloo. I'm just for example because some want to be UFA, some want to go to other places. Uh, so it is not a it restricts. It's it's harming harming the the the, the generation. Uh, so. I, I'm, I'm coming from your parents' background. I understand how they think because I, I thought the same thing for my own kids. But I realize yeah. it is not right. If you want to survive... Yeah, that's, that's, that's very wise. If we go to survive successfully uh, in this country yeah. and you guys... Uh, I do have another question, though. Next generation. You would, we have to question... During them. class, you'd often share like very small life lessons. Uh, just speaking uh, on like, that line about the difference between kind of like immigrant culture and like that. how it is uh, was in that, uh, that Canada. That you like, would, like, the the shows shows like, time, or is it like... Is free? Kind of just uh, he might... I think it's back. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just kind of talking about like your early journey. I mean, kind of like where you grew up and like where you initially started teaching and like your kind of journey toward Canada. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, I uh, interesting. I, I'm from the. I I I grew up in in a village where there's the there's no electricity and there's no water, uh, and uh, I moved. I'm I'm from Palestine, so I'm Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I moved to Jordan, to Kuwait, and then to Canada. Um, all my journey was uh, education, like. I didn't do anything major other than in the education teacher or a student. And when I came, a family, my wife, she also a teacher aide, and my kids. So it's it's like oh, school was the the the, the main part of, of of our life. Did Did you always know you wanted to be a teacher from like uh, like a young age, or was that something I discovered later on? Uh. No, I I thought when I was in high, I was a teacher, and I used to volunteer teacher in, when I was a high school, uh, summer schools. The interesting thing that I I I learned I I was a physics, I'm a physics graduate, so I have physics physics degree. Right. Uh, but at the last year, you know, you have to take electives. Yeah. So I I took my electives in education. So I went to education psychology. And I took another education because I, I felt that I belong there. It's like my reaction to these issues really made me open my eyes and, and, and uh, interacted so deep. And the, the, suddenly I put three times, five times the effort in researching these educational issues, understanding how a human learns. And the teaching, then I it became part of something. I that's what I say. Maybe Chris said that you have to have find your own way. So let not don't let the mark leads you. So if I was, if I was like free to to choose, I might have took education as as my studies, like my major studies. But then I took I con I continued with my education. I I got I got the education degree. Uh, what they call it, major and minor. I don't know how they call it in Canada. So I majored yeah. in physics and minor in education. And right. after that, I saw when I was 22 years old, I started teaching after graduation. And uh, since that time, education is all the time is challenging profession for me. Uh, 
because it's something I like, something I, I mix, like emotionally, I take it emotional. Uh, it's a hard job. It's, it is something uh, you like, but, uh, but it's challenging. Yeah, definitely. One of the challenges I had that when I started teaching, because when I came to Canada, I taught in the uh, immigrant school, like Islamic schools, like all yeah. okay. from from Middle East and Pakistan and uh, Somalia. So right. uh, uh, that was my coming to to Canada. When I came to to Westwood, because I taught the, these schools, like I used to teach back home. Like uh, mm. teaching rough and hard and 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 and, and uh, demanding, demanding, demanding. So uh, also the accent part because I speak English like they all speak the same thing. So we didn't have a problem. So suddenly I came to Westwood and I only had in the two thousand only one black kid, and all of them white kids, white from wow. Finland, white from uh, here. So suddenly my way of talking was so weird to them because some of them, they never, never heard English without accent. You know, some, uh, some people coming from farms or some yeah. communities, they never heard an accented English. Mm. Then I started to learn uh, and, and that was a big challenge to, to adjust. Then I noticed uh, that is not a big issue because now maybe in the university now too, you have your, your professors too, they do the same thing. <laughs> That's what yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. All the professors have accents, yeah. Heavy, heavy accents. <laughs> heavy accents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Canada at the end. Canada is, uh, which is the good thing about Canada. Yeah. So, so that's... You're, you're... You're saying that Westwood is going to remodel, though. Um, I'm curious to hear about yeah, that. Yeah, because the the government they have a fund for to for all the schools to to maintain. So I think uh, Westwood and Timberley School they were at the top of the list that the government willing to give them money to remodel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they showed us some uh, drawings. Uh, and the, uh, the how the engineer is looking, what's the change? So it's going to be a very different school. <laughs> wow! And I, they... I, I told, I told the principal that so this is sad because some things in Westwood is Westwood, like the the bed. If you remove the bed, yeah, yeah, and the trees, they're removing the bed. Oh yeah, yeah, but and they're moving the trees. And no. the trees are gone. And something no. that I told I told them some things is that's what Westwood that Westwood is. Yeah, you Westwood. You see the meetings on around the pet, the 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 the, the gathering, yeah. the, the the places, and uh, they the remodel and the color too, like the red, is going to be all oh. dry wall white. That's wow, so sad. Uh, I mean, we we talk about Westwood like it like looks like a prison, um, but like like it's that's home, you know. That's yeah. like where we grew up, where we learned. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe the maybe the it's going to be very shiny and open and lots of lights. Wow. So what's going to happen to all the students for the next couple of years? No, this is this is it, it's, it's in the early stages. Like this is still a proposal, and to get it to start to happen, it might take two, three, two to three years. 
Oh, okay. And when they do it, they're going to do it section by section. So they close a section. Yeah. And the rest will be uh, operating, and then they it will continue to to do the, the work. Apart from like physically, now that we're seeing a big change, like in your years having taught at Westwood, what are some of the major like shifts you've seen? You you mentioned like obviously there are a lot of a lot more immigrant kids now with like the AP program and everything, but like in general, like the culture and like students, like what are the major changes you've seen over your 15, 20 years of teaching at Westwood? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw a change. It is uh, for sure. It is a big, a big change. Uh, and uh, the 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 change, I I can't say. And I I tell this to the teachers too. The Westwood went from almost ninety nine percent white to ninety nine percent brown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, True. Now, and in my classes, especially I teach this the math and the uh, physics, almost hundred percent brown. Like, <laughs> How did yeah. you see any white kid? Now, yeah. even even now, if you walk in the school, like in the pit, you won't see any white kid. They are there, but where do they sit? I don't know. But it's all yeah. it's all brown kids, uh, and and I think this was one of the major changes that impacted everything else. Okay, impacted uh, 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 that this is uh, one one culture school that it's like we are in India or Pakistan school like I don't know maybe uh, I don't know you guys maybe understand more that is what happens in back home schools competition over marks yeah. uh, 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 tricks on other things cheating a huge issue because what what is the most important thing is the mark. It's not the ethics. Uh, yep. uh, the uh, all of these negative cultural things, uh, 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 practiced without any uh, challenge or without any other culture presenting something else. Uh, so they. Uh, and I feel that now the, the attitude towards Marx changed, the attitude towards uh, uh, studying, even the under look, students, when they ask me a question, I know why they're asking the question. Well, uh, a student asks the question because they want an answer, right? Yeah. Students ask the question because they, they are bothered why they didn't understand the question and they want to understand it. What bothers them is not the the answer. Is is what is why I didn't understand it. If students ask the question because they uh, uh, they just want to, they couldn't connect. It was for them something out of everything. They uh, now the questions I get from students is all about what's the answer? What's the answer? What's the answer? It's not about what is the issue? What is the what's the material? What is the understanding? It's not spill out to other things. It's just only I am I am giving them mechanical steps, and I gave up on trying to make them. Did you do you understand? This this something you you now you know what you're doing. I gave up on that yeah. because because they are not interested in that. In general, in general, even the top kids, the top kids, they will come and ask the question. Show me how to do this. If you add to your answer more. They will 
they are not patient to, to stay with you. They just give me the answer and the steps and goodbye. That's what I need. Hmm. Did you see that? Do you see that? Do you see that with our class too? It started with you guys. I mean, I can't. I cannot deny that is. It is not wow. now. Uh, I mean, your generation too. We had a big one culture approach, uh, oh, uh, which is was. Uh, and once, once, once I am as a teacher challenged by the same mentality, I cannot fight it because I, I, I won't give. I, I won't have any samples to offer. I, I once I did say, look at those what they're doing. There's no those that all the same thing, mm. and they all have the same values. It, and I said to the, the to the, uh, the 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 board here in Fort McMurray, it is wrong. Uh, having uh, uh, Westwood and McTavish, two high schools, destroyed us, the immigrants, because you put us in one location. And you made our kids deepen the 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 negatives, and 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 you just as maybe the word jail is 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 not bad to say. You put them together in one place, and you okay, what you guys want marks? Here we go, give them marks, give them marks. Is that happy? You're yes, but this is not right. There's not this is not the right way to approach the kids. They need other things. They need other way. So you think the like Westwood basically became all the immigrant kids because we had the AP program and McTavish became I guess all the white kids and you think oh, yeah. that ex exacerbated the negatives of each side. So for Westwood, we all started caring about marks, we stopped caring about understanding, and then maybe for McTavish, they stopped caring about academic resilience and trying to hide, achieve academics. And like you say, like a, a balance of the two kind of cultures together would be the optimal. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. They have to they have to cancel Westwood as a high school. And uh, make, uh, make uh, wow. I mean, look, I, I will be the, the, the saddest person on earth to say this. Westwood for me, I, I in Canada, I, I'm, I'm Westwood. I've been in the same place for 20, 22 years. Yeah. Uh, but well, I, but I look at the bigger issue. No, I mean, putting us all in one place and providing us with the things that is not really authentically good for the future is not right. Uh, cancel Westwood as a high school, uh, put McTavish with AP programs, with computer programs, Mr. Mijdani and his program, and the AP programs, and every excellent program, put them together in McTavish and mix all those kids together and let them exchange uh, experience and approaches. Uh, and that, yeah, that's what I, I think. You asked me what's changed in, in, in Westwood. That's what's changed. And that's what I think mm -hmm. the, that parents mm -hmm. have to be better, better looking for the good for their kids. Again, are they, can they do it? I don't think they can because we as parents, we think the mark and the engineering and the medicine. And this is the, the idea of to be, being a doctor too. This is something is spreading too much that students, they want to go and study medicine. They go general sciences, and then they, are you guys doing that? Mom, it is. Doing that, but now it's like either studies, you're going to be, that this is doctor's thing going to be, the jobs will be, because how many graduates are going, there are lots of kids are choosing this, this thing, which is, I also feel it's not right. It's not right. So then if you could go back 
Mr. Ahmed, do you think there should be more emphasis on engineering or what? If I go back again, if, if, if you could go back, like you're a renowned physics and calculus teacher, if you could go back, would you still teach physics and calculus or would you teach something in the arts? No, no, like I, can't English teach those. I can't teach English. I mean, I, I will fail at this myself. But... <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like, would you, would you still always, always <laughs> I go back, I still, but I slowed down in doing other than uh, teaching, which is multiculturalism, and I used to be active with other social issues. Uh, I would, I would try to inform parents with better ideas to, to, to raise their kids and to give them a better focus. Uh, I would, I would be engaged more on other than physics and math out of the classroom. So, so why did you never try and become like principal or vice principal? I'm sure you had the senior. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I have also a master's degree and I am the most, I have the most senior teacher in Westwood now. Uh, but that, but this is also a, yeah. a, some, something that is, uh, say, uh, maybe you, you're, you're not yet in the marketplace. They, to, to be uh, some jobs uh, requires other than your being being a good teacher. Most of the uh, most of the administration they are not really good teachers. Basically, they will not they 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 run away from the classroom to become administrators. Uh, for my case, I want to run to a classroom. I like to be in. Uh, teaching uh, if i go to uh, to administration i won't be able to do it because the skills that required i don't have none of that skill i mean this social skills required for administration uh, i don't have it because uh, you need to be socially socially very very smart i disagree i think you do have them i think you're under underestimating yourself but yeah I, but, but if I weigh myself, I, I think I'm, I'm better in the classroom. And I'm better talking with you in this level, or you as my student at this level, other than talking with you when I am a vice principal or as a principal. Hey. Uh, okay. so, so, like, in the classroom, like, uh, I sorry if I'm cutting out, um, but... You, you kind of had some like general like philosophy like you mentioned earlier like you had an emphasis on trying to understand and like not memorizing you had like a famous line of like like don't memorize and try to understand it like in general what will you say some of your key philosophies that you've developed over the years being a teacher that have aided you in your yeah yeah, journey? yeah it's good i if you follow my facebook i because i'm a, still a facebook uh, <laughs> We do. We do follow your Facebook. We actually have some questions. Yeah, we do. We do. I, I said uh, learning is not teaching. This is what I learned from my own uh, pain of doing my job because I'm a, I'm a teacher and I I uh, uh, I work towards teaching, so to, to, to teach and, and to organize. And uh, so all my philosophy of teaching is teaching. However, I learned from that from my experience is that is not teaching; it's learning. Uh, and a student who is willing to learn, it doesn't matter teaching. Teaching is not the is not the the, the the focus of it's not the focus of the process. It is learning what's the focus of the process. Uh, have you heard of uh, like Bloom's two sigma problem? 
uh, Bloom's Taxonomy? No, not not Bloom's Taxonomy. Bloom's Two Sigma. So it's it's this idea that um, someone did a research study into students that were tutored one on one, like they were taught one on one versus in a classroom, and there were two standard deviations higher in intelligence on that topic than any other student. And so, like something to to maybe consider um, is like how can we try and replicate one on one tutoring for every student? We do. We do. Look, the, the, the white culture are better than us with this issue. They, they don't maybe have it as a philosophy, but they do it as a practice. So that's why they mm. don't really, they, are, they don't put in too much effort in teaching. Uh, and they will tell you it's the student's responsibility. They want to learn, they have to go learn it. And they live it. They live the way, but if they come to me, I say, no, I have to teach it. So I know I have to do it. No, I have to do it. For them, they say, no, I just, uh, they have to learn it. That's what they say. Uh, they, so they do strategies like uh, tutoring one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, they, they have all of their teaching strategies are based on. So that's why the motivated student who is the one who is going to excel, the one who has a strong motivation to learn, and they seek learning, they are going to excel. The rest are going to be uh, uh, average or uh, below, and that's it. And 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 they uh, they are not sensitive to the point why they are not achieving high. They they are not really trying to make all the students scoring nineties. Let's say. Uh, so do you think do you think being highly ambitious in school is a a strong indicator of people being highly ambitious out of school? For sure, I mean, this is being ambitious is, is a trait that is you have it and you got to keep having it in or out of the school. I would I would push back a little on like the idea. Obviously, like the, the successful students will always succeed. Like they put in the effort, but at least from having been at university, like I know, like or I guess Christian also probably echo this. Like we have personal experience that like a lot of our professors are clearly a lot better at teaching than others, or they're more engaged in the, the students and more willing to help out. And we see those classes, we enjoy them more, and we're able to pick up information faster. And then going back to high school, like we had obviously lots of wonderful teachers like yourself, Ms. Simpson at Westwood, and we found those classes very engaging, whereas you know other teachers might not have been as successful in that way. So in that sense, I would argue that teaching is almost as important as the student and the learner themselves. Yeah, yeah, I, I look, it is, uh, I mean, the, the, the two things have to go together. But at the end of the end, mm -hmm. as B.I.J. guys said, uh, I believe something in education called constructivism. Uh, uh, that you construct your you construct your own learning. That's why if you if you do if you want to learn something by yourself, like you feel motivated and you want to go and search an issue and and you look at it, you might learn uh, become maybe a, a professional uh, in it just because you you want to construct it to yourself. You want to you you want to satisfy your own your own self. Now. The, the 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 thing is, it is hard for the for us to as teachers to wait until the student develop this habit to 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 like to learn and seek learning because most majority of the students are passive towards their learning and they are waiting for someone to lead them, someone to provide for them, 
and they depend on this. So we cannot. But but I I, I but I mean, the 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 learning that the students have to know. I, I, I think that's, that that's I I take on this uh, uh, this issue is we as uh, government and teachers we don't tell the students or have programs to instill in the students that is learning is about you go learn you ask the question uh, you listen to the teacher uh, uh, whatever you put in it is you're going to learn. Most of our orientation is teachers teach this, teach this. It is all on teachers' uh, uh, preparation. And, uh, and also cultural, because because they, uh, because they in our culture, is uh, teacher is the biggest part too. Like we depend on the teacher, uh, and uh, we are not a learning community, that we are not a self-learners. Right. Right. This, was this your motivation behind starting Colors, for example? Motivation? Or Colors? Do you yeah, yeah, colors? The colors. colors. Yeah, and uh, someone wanted to, to revive Colors. I said, okay, if you want to do the work. But we did a good amount of multiculturalism, individual projects. It was uh, not bad. We did the Faster Phone was a very good activity. The Black Week was uh, was a very good week. Uh, the uh, Holly, uh, the 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 India, they did a good. I think the Ch China Chinese kids did something little. There is there is a good uh, work, uh, but I really I stopped colors because the same issue, the same issue. Students are not looking at other than the mark, and they started to come to these places to to get recommendation letters. And to see, I did this to put it in their resumes or in their applications, but in the real thing, they don't have, they don't have. They didn't come because they they like to do it and they want to do it. Uh, then, then I slowed down. So, have you heard? Have you heard of a ChatGPT? Sure. Yeah, I tried it. Yes. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think? like the role of that and of like all this AI stuff will be in education going forward. Well, I just responded to someone who uh, talked about Czech GPT and uh, he said something that is going to change, to change everything, change education, change this. I said, look, uh, in, my, in my journey in this life, I, I started with no electricity. When when we had the first radio, we thought this going to change the this is the radio, which is, was a big device with only two channels. Maybe we thought, oh, this is the end of uh, traditional stuff. This is going to change. And then I also left when the TV came, and I was a teacher when they started to, to teach it through the TV channel for teachers. So biology classes on, are on the TV. So the teacher comes in, he brings the TV, turn the TV on, and the teacher on the TV start to teach. It didn't take a few years, then it, everything was shelved and useless. Then came the internet, and I, 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 I was in Canada with the internet in 1992-93, 19, 
when I went to Toronto to the internet uh, presentation, uh, and uh, they were thinking this is the, the going to end education, this is going to end this, is going to do that. Uh, also, in my master's degree, I did teach. I taught uh, my my thesis was about teaching students using the internet. So I taught mm -hmm. one unit uh, in grade five using the internet where nobody knows what's the internet it was i was the first one in canada to use the internet in a classroom for the teaching purposes but i didn't i didn't take it farther uh i so uh, when when they look at the internet they thought this is something going to change what i the answer to your question this is comes and goes it's going to add yes it's going to add for sure it's going to uh, change for sure uh, but I don't think it's uh, I'm going to take it that much serious that is good to change it uh, I, I just l listened to a documentary about the chat GPT and the futures and what it's doing now and its uses in medicine and its uses, uses in engineering and problem solving and all of this and I guess I don't know I, I don't with my life experience, I don't. I'm not really anymore shocked by these technologies. Wow, interesting. So you wouldn't say the internet changed the game of education? Like I would, I would say, like in your calculus class, if you asked the majority of students where they learned half the material for their test, it would be not in your classroom, but it would probably be YouTube. Uh, okay, well, when you asked me what I was studying calculus when I was in high school, I didn't learn from my teacher, I learned from my, from my friends. So we sit, we used to, so after school, we sit together and we solve the questions. has nothing to do with what the teacher did. I mean, it's not the teacher was, we learned from each other. And we used to have, we used to have a textbook uh, written by hand, copied, copied by hand. And we thought this is a treasure that is all well if because I solved all these questions and now what you have them on you have them on YouTube. The medium changed, yes, the medium changed. But, but how does this change the 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 change the the, this, the thinking, the thinking process? How did this change? So it um it didn't change like the thinking. It changed accessibility. That's fine. That's right? fine. I mean that's it will keep doing that. Maybe it made it easier. But that's accessibility is not the, the, the core of the topic. It's not the core of the process. But for example, like, right. let's say there was people like in school who didn't have any friends, right? Like now they, with the internet, they can learn from YouTube. Now these people have access, accessible education. And so what I'm trying to get at is that with something like ChatGPT, um, it might be that like every student isn't able uh, to adapt to the teaching styles of their current teacher but they have their own little teacher in their pocket that will always adapt to their teaching style. Yeah, 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 yes. I mean, uh, uh, that's very good. That's very good. But, you know, also we know uh, that is uh, uh, students in general, uh, if you give them assignment that is can be solved easily using the internet and YouTube, they won't even go there. They're going to come from each other and they will do it the easy way, right? And I say all the time, and yeah. I say all the time is students, they will use the internet for their own pleasure and their own entertainment. 
if you if you want to put it for education they will even though it's the same thing you go to youtube youtube but you go to youtube watch your clips the thing that you're following but if it comes to go to to learn something school related not going to do it it's so it's the same problem the same problem you have yeah. you have a book go to the library and 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 borrow a book to help you to practice more and then to see the key uh, the solved problems in the library the solved problems and explained problems the students will not go and pick those up and use them uh, because the learning is not that the learning is not accessibility it's not to be to have an access to the material learning is different yeah so, I guess this yeah. like since this is the first like I was gonna say like maybe this like since this is the first like technological revolution that like me Christian kids our age have lived through, we we're seeing it as a bigger deal than it is. But you having lived through like the cell the cell phone revolution, the internet revolution, the radio revolution, all that like your experience on that is kind of informing you that it's not gonna be that. Let big me of a give you an example. Like we have science fair in Westwood, right? Mm -hmm. So I tried. I went to to the chat right. GPT and I typed science fair. I said. What's the effect of concentration of carbon dioxide on the growth of a plant? A very normal, classical, authentic too, because you can do it. You can concentrate, concentrate vary the concentration of carbon dioxide and measure, let's say, the, the size of the plant with time. So I put that question and ChatGPT gave me a very, I mean, I, I, I presented this to the teacher and said, look, this is above average. Uh, science fair project it is everything taken care of yeah it took care of the variables took care of the procedure it took care of everything however it left the 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 actual doing like you have to take measurements you have to find concentration see but it gave a section to see here what's your what your chart of collected information and uh, graph it here with the graph and the rest is at the conclusion and the discussion all high level all very good however yeah. however i mean if a student print this and they cannot come up with the numbers uh, then i mean it's not going to help so you can because you can find a, a, a perfect science fair project right right up from anywhere how yeah. is going to how is going to change education? It's not going to change education. Would you say the bottom so like I say the bottom line is always going to be the student? However, how is me as a teacher benefit from uh, uh, from YouTube to learn to learn how to teach? Now I look critically. Right when I go to the clip, I watch it, and I said, "Oh, this is good for me." I pick it. So this part is good I go to the other one I say yeah. oh this is the background is good I have a critical reflective way of of going through what I have right it's not like I go to someone and just type what they did so I am improving my my understanding improving my performance in a way to 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 help me to achieve my goal better Will that will a student be able to right. do that? Like, will a student be able to go? I want to learn in calculus this topic. 
oh, try this, oh, this is a good idea. Yeah, this is the way it is. Okay, now let me try myself to see if I got the idea. Will they do this? Or they will type the question and they will copy the answer. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So what? So what's that? Like, what's... It, yeah, it depends on the student. So what's the benefit of the technology? I guess in the, yeah. Uh, so will you will you consider if this is this actually an interesting question? Will you will you consider the use of ChatGPT in your classroom as cheating? I think we are coming to this point. I mean, we are we are coming to discuss it. I I'm, I can see it that teachers will come to a point they have to discuss it. Some teachers, this don't. Some teachers still don't know what's ChatGPT. Some they didn't do. They don't have an account, so they don't understand what's going on. But now, but now, what is happening with with this version four that came, and it seems is going to create more interest. And I think the government will start to give us some some orientation on this. They uh, would I consider this as as a cheating. Uh, I mean, how would how would I look at students who I know their performance is forty percent, giving me something at a ninety percent? How would I explain it? Hmm. But yeah. how would you even like next next year? You're gonna get new students. You won't even know if they were forty percent before. No, it's not hard for the teacher to know. It because we use uh, different quizzes, tests, and we talk. Teachers talk with each other, and we have. We have the all the history of the students' marks with us. We have meetings. We discuss lots of the, those things. I mean, can't tell. I mean, if a student give me a very high quality work, then when I discuss with them, they cannot answer an easy questions. I will, okay, from where you got that? Uh, so what are the things I guess like you used to like figure that out like how do you know when a student is strong when they enter your class like do you know that they're going to be able to perform at a high level you gotta do it based on like like what metrics do you use I mean mainly mainly experience uh, it's mm. not an objective measure but something you right uh, so I, if someone wants to come and and uh, what what I asked them what well, what do you want to do after high school? I'm going to go engineering, and, yeah. and I would look at them and say, I can't tell. I say, well, then you have to be careful because this is not going to be an easy ride, because I know their work and their their attitude towards towards learning and how much. What do they do when they are faced with challenges? So, I I know. However, I don't discount that they might change. They might go to university suddenly and become a better workers, and they give more time and then they, they dedicate more effort. But I will tell them yeah. my advice is to try to work on it right now because you, this way it's not going to get you through. It's going to get you in trouble. Yeah. Did Did you ever consider becoming uh, like a professor or like teaching at a university instead of high school? Did you ever consider the change? When I came to Canada, I came I, I came for this. When I came to Toronto, I was in contact with a professor in uh, education and technology. And I wanted to study uh, in Canada uh, teaching sciences, technologies for teaching sciences. So I met the professor there. Then uh, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait, so I couldn't go back. Uh, then I the life 
wasn't in, the, in that way. So uh, I so I went through the system. So I kind of slowed down. But I went for my, my master's degree and I got a job of teaching. Then I heard that professors are not really doing well in stability and security of their jobs because they have to go through a good amount of associate professor i mean it's not an easy yeah. life so what now i had a, a contract uh, that is permanent contract with covered so i give it up to go to a, a job uh, so professors are not really a big job a big jump unless you are like you have your own years of experience so it's I still, I still want. I was going to go to University of Calgary last year and do my PhD with them, but then I changed my mind too. Oh, wow. really? Are oh, you still considering PhD? That's cool. Wait, what would you have done your PhD? I wanted to do something. Watch this. This talk. What we're saying now. I want to formalize it in more a research, a research idea. And interesting. Look at it from academic uh, point of view. But then I said, I mean, you can do that. You can do that when you retire too, right? I'm not doing it, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing, I'm encouraging you guys to do it. What I'm, I now why, in in my Facebook, what I I said, you guys have to start studying social studies as a prof as, as to the professional level. To research these ideas and come back to the, our communities and give them the best advice. Uh, so, engineers and doctors are not going to do it. I um actually, this this might uh make you proud, but I I work at an education company now actually, so that's why I'm very interested um in in this in this entire like the pedagogy of education um. Yeah, so I work I work at an education company, and that's why also, if you remember, I sent you that that yeah, I read a few pages essay, and I I have an attitude towards it, but I didn't want to have mm. until I finish it. So I'm 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 still didn't finish it. I read maybe four or five pages. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. There's no rush. I can, I can tell you like that the idea is simply that um, if for music, uh, if we told students to spend ten years. Learning the notes of the music, writing sheet music, learning what the treble sign was and the bass sign was, and how to go about writing and composing music without actually letting them write or compose or listen to music, it would be a very sad time, right? Um, and so that the idea is like for ten pages, he uses this entire metaphor of what a terrible life it would be if we made students write down music without ever being able to experience it. Uh, and then he says, "Well, that's what we do with math right now." Uh, math is actually much more beautiful and joyous. And there's a lot of research and discovering to be done in math. Um, but instead, we like teach rote memorization first for 10 years. And then when we send them to university, we say, okay, now do the exploration. Uh, but yeah, that's the idea. You can read it if you want. Words yeah, yeah, but, but I have an answer to that too. I mean, this is not a new, first, this is not a new issue. This has been in teaching math. This issue was one of the major points on how math in schools should be approached. Is he gone? 
He's coming. He's no, coming. Sorry. Wife. Yeah, my my Wi-Fi. So they, uh, I'm not sure if, if that part in the middle recorded, but we'll just keep going. It did, it did. It did. Did it? Okay. Why Why are you guys recording? What is the What's it going to do with the recording? We're We're publishing it. Oh. Do you mind if we publish it? No, no. But where we go? Shit, where? Uh, on Spotify, we have a podcast. We can we can send you the link afterwards. Okay. So the the idea of the idea of uh, why we learn math in high school, it doesn't looks like connected to our real life. And why would I know x plus y equals z? And this is the question that I had with the students too. They would give it as excuse. That is, I don't know what's the use for this. Uh, do I need it when I go and do this thing? Does this look like I need uh, uh, x squared and y and z? But I say now, I now I would say you cannot go to give a kid a judgment on an issue that they won't understand. Now, can you be an engineer and a doctor or a statistical or an accountant without learn without going through? Keep yeah, the, the thing is, they, I know what is, I know that the kid who's in grade three, four, five, going to come to a calculus, calculus uh, course and have to solve, he will need all of these things to solve a question. And once he knows he could to go engineering and he needs to do the rate of uh, the fluid and the rate of things and he needs to do, everything is in engineering is solved using calculus. So if a kid doesn't see it, doesn't mean it is we we're not going to teach it. Uh, now, if you want to teach it in context, though, if you want to teach it in a not just a a a a, a dry, because I can't see both of you. No. It, yeah, we're, we're trying, my my, yeah, my camera is not working anymore, but yeah, that is really changed because the curriculum, the, the the books that are now written, they are all in context. And the theory, what you just said, it is the understanding of the authors and, and those who write the math textbooks, they are fully convinced that this is a major thing and they we have to offer math that is related. So it is it is related. And there is a problem with the math teachers. They might not they might strip the the, the 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 real life situations and they just give it as pure math. And that's another another issue. No. Actually you know what we really you know what you should do as an experiment? And it's because it's your last years. You should try and go you should go to try and teach the calculus concepts to grade seven students. Uh, because conceptually, it's not, it's not like difficult to understand. It's like the algebra and arithmetic is hard to do. But if you go to a grade seven classroom and say, "This is speed, this is acceleration, these are the rates of change," um, I think it'd be cool. It'd be a cool experiment for you to do. Yeah, but in but in a grade nine, they have slope, which is the rate of change, and the textbook has but, real life situations about that. But right, right. So like, there, but there's no reason to teach it as slope, right? Like you can teach a limit by saying, um, if if you take a, a square and keep inverting the sides over and over again, eventually it'll look like a circle. If you do it infinite times, right, or, or something like that. Um, the idea being that like 
people think of calculus as this very hard, daunting thing. And when you start learning it, it's combined with a lot of like, like tedious arithmetic. Yeah. But if you if you skip the arithmetic and you said, went to a grade seven class and just taught them this and then tracked maybe like t- three years down the line when they start learning calculus, how they perform, I think it would be a pretty cool experiment. By, by, by the way, to say it, what you just said about, you said about the math approach is monetization and it is not uh, in uh, it's not in a uh, real life application or related by the way you are talking politics because this one of the major differences between the conservatives and the NDB if you read the platform oh, if you read the, the platform of uh, conservatives they wanted to change the, the math approach uh, NTB was to uh, change the math approach. If you look at those two ideas, they exactly say what you're saying. One of them, like conservatives, they think that the math should be taught the basics, the essentials. Kids have to know how to multiply. They have to know how to the timetable. They have to know to add, subtract. Because kids are getting to high school, they don't even know how to do fractions. They don't know how to do basic math skills. So they want to go back right. to the old times that is, kids have to memorize the multiplication table. The NDB saying, or liberals, they say no. It is a it is a thinking process, and the kids they have to think uh, through it. Uh, so I guess what you're you're involved in, you're involved in a political uh, issue. Uh, and and the, the guy who's you are with looks like to be in an NDB, basically. Uh, interesting. Uh, uh, I'm say, saying this. I'm telling you, this is a major issue. Divides not just education and, and teachers, it's also politicians. Are and I told them. I talked with the conservative guy here in Fort McMurray. I said, "How come you guys uh, getting uh, this educational ideas? You're not educators. How would you? How would you know?" And, uh, and you say, oh, this is not the right way, this is the right way. Could you, could you come to, to a, can, I can't go to an engineer and say, this is the way you build the building. This is how much weight it can take. I can't. This is their business. And, yeah. But it seems also in the profession itself, there are still two uh, philosophies competing, which is how to approach math. Math is one of the biggest problems in, in Western countries, in North America and Europe, is the math is what is, is a major, a major issue. And uh, so the, uh, I'm trying to say, try to take it as a, a bigger approach, is a bigger issue. It is, it's not an easy, it is not just an education, pure education and practice, because it's been debated uh, too many times, and 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 it is, is flow, flowing to the politicians and using it for for uh, for election or elections. And parents are convinced that the uh, that the uh, conservatives they have an, a point that kids have to go back. I guess what you're saying, parents are not convinced that their kids have to study math, pure math because they are getting to high school, university weak in the in their basic math skills and right. they're attributing this to the way we are teaching 
that we are not we are not teaching imagine they're saying that we are teaching math the way that you want and that is losing and uh, the kids are losing in, in this process okay to, to kind of take a left turn um wait can you just hear yes. me right now Muhammad okay. Yeah, my, my camera turned off on the Wi-Fi reconnected. Okay. Sorry. But um, so in your Facebook, uh, you said this. Two essentials we need our children to learn and live is spirituality and citizenship. What did, what did you mean by that? Do you want to expand? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course I would expand. This is what was, I was talking with my son last night and the... Uh, uh, look, I, I can I can say again, you guys have a huge task on your hand to provide our community with better ways to survive and to succeed. Uh, you you guys have to start to dig in what is working and what's not working, and you have to come to a point to direct the community to go to these things and to avoid these things. And you have to dare, like you have to have the courage to tell that this tradition that we are doing is wrong. And you have to have the courage to, to stand up to say, even though the culture says, stresses this, we, you guys have to stand to say culture is wrong. It is not the best thing for us. So this, the, these things that is I I noticed from that I came to, to the idea is what is what what do we what do we need in our our kids and and our next generation to solidly solidly have should to be successful and everything is coming from them everything is a minor branching. Now, we need our kids to be spiritually uh, stable, to avoid mental problems, stress problems, drug problems, to have they, have, they have to have an attachment to their spirituality. They, they cannot, they, they, parents have to keep their kids spiritually healthy. Uh, and they have to teach them citizenship. What I mean by citizenship, you have to be a constructive member of the Canadian society. And you have to work to the best. Because we live as foreigners. We live as we are here. We are still from from back home. And we're coming here to visit. And we're going back. We're not coming here to visit. And we go to take the best education and go. Or go to get money and a business and leave. You are going to have here, and your kids going to live here, and you you're going to be uh, your grandkids, and all and this. So then you have. So what what our kids needs to have to succeed? They have to have a spirituality and citizenship. They have to work with the high ethics of work, work hard, no cheating, no tax evasion. They they pay their taxes. They law before the good. They, they ask what is uh, what is uh, they need. They understand the issues. They understand the, how this is going. 
and they they elect the people they want them and they have to be involved in this in the in the, in the citizenship issue because i feel we are here like coming as visitors and we are living so we are not really changing to fit for generations to come uh, right. and and that is what uh, what i meant uh, citizenship and spirituality yeah and you i guess again you guys you guys hear me now? you guys have a huge responsibility to to understand these issues and provide guidance uh because maybe you are born here you are you grow up here and then you you are the only one i can't as as me not from here i, I can't my my word is still going to be you know, you're from back home these ideas but for you it, it has to come from you guys and studying studying engineering and medicine is not going to be the the best way to do it Wow. With, so with all that wisdom, I think we can finally end the podcast. Thank I, you, I, ladies I, and gentlemen. One point, one, one point. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, also, you guys need to, you need to look at, I mean, this was, I was going to say it earlier. What is the age, the age of 18? How we look at the age of Artificial. 18 years old. You know, in the West, 18 is a yeah. big issue, right? 18 years old. It is a, a major, a major transition. Uh, for us, we don't have 18 years old, right? We still, 18, 19, yeah. 20, 21, 22, the same thing. Uh, right. Uh, you guys need to look at this and see, are we right or we are wrong? Uh, do, do, we, do we need to keep it the way it is or maybe you need to reflect on it? Uh, so that is yeah, it's true. If, if if based on your intuition right now, do you think this age of eighteen, where people are supposed to transition directly into adulthood, do you think that's too early or too late? It is very proper. What do you like? Proper? You like it? I think it's proper. Yeah. And I think I, I okay. think there was a reached to, to this conclusion not just because uh, they reached it because of the suffering. And because of the experience they had, they, at the end they find out this is that's it. Eighteen is uh, is is a good social decision, and uh, uh, we need to explore it. We need to look at it and see does this is this good or not good. But my 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 judgment is yes, it is good. It is good. Well, there you have it, folks. Yes, uh, Mr. Ahmed, do you have, do you have any, any, any last words that you want to add? Thank you. Well, this is the first time I do something like this. And, and hopefully... Uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you back on later, maybe. Yeah, sure, sure, no problem. If you want to get Mr. Mijdani to about his... Did you talk with Mr. Mijdani about his coding? Yeah, we. Um, I no. talked to him a long time ago. We made a podcast, but that was... Before we start posting this one, so I think we'll we'll get him on yeah, soon. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, okay. Well, with that, yeah, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That has been the drawing board. <laughs>